0: I I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that tries to glimpse the decent special effects amongst the maddening lighting and editing of a deranged German hack. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we shall be discussing Alone in the Dark, Uwe Boll's 2005 succession of images based loosely on the fourth entry in the Alone in the Dark video game series. Uh, Critics enjoyed the movie. Oh, sorry, I, I misread my notes. Critics tore this fucking movie to pieces as if it were singly responsible for all the pain and misery in the world, and the only way to stop it was to bludgeon it to death with their bare hands. That's what it actually says.
1: (laughs) That was a lifted straight from Rotten Tomatoes.
0: (laughs) That was the consensus. (laughs) Uh, Jack Matthews, for example, at the New York Daily News, said, Alone in the Dark is no better than whatever you might pick up whilst wearing a blindfold at Blockbuster even if you happen to reach into a trash can
1: wait <laughs> yeah suggesting that reaching into a trash can was the the like the, the, the preferable option in a blockbuster blindfolded
0: <laughs> but yeah this seems to have brought out like the creativity in a lot of our sort of favorite critics um chris kaltenback over at the baltimore sun he's a favorite oh god yeah uh, said alone in the dark will be the worst movie of 2005 the idea that anything could be worse is the only
1: genuine scare the movie has to offer Ooh, it's very clever, isn't it? It's is very clever. I do like when they when they do <laughs> plays on theme. It's very clever. <laughs> but um not as clever as
0: um the general public, uh who also hate this movie with a fiery passion. Mm. Uh Byzantine, not spilt that way, um <laughs> at IMDB, said a better title would have been Alone in the Theatre. Laugh. Laugh. <laughs> Good. The movie has one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, Paul, you German tax shelter. Hello, oh, Guten Tag. What quality did you manage to
1: glimpse in the shadows? Um, I like how it broke your fucking speakers. <laughs> either, no, either it broke your speakers or it just picked up where Gem and the holograms had left off. <laughs> they never recovered yeah. from Jem.
0: Okay, well that sounds nightmarish. It sounds difficult to follow. Luckily for us, and for all, there's a little opening text crawl, like, like the Star Wars. Oh! Yeah, like okay. a Star War. To help you through and sort of set up the universe and what's going on. Mm. So, the opening text call tells us that there was a civilization called the Abkhani, uh, and they believed that there were two worlds in this one, one of light, one of darkness. Okay. Uh, they opened a doorway between the two worlds of light and dark, mm-hmm. but the darkness started to come through into their world, so they had to close it. But before they could close it, some of the darkness got into this world, Okay. okay, so there's some yep. darkness in this world, but there's okay. another world of darkness to which the door is closed. Okay. There's a key to open that key to open, but they disassembled it and put it on the four corners of the world. Yep. Because at that point the world had corners so as before it was circular.
1: Okay, yeah. So
0: the Abkhani then yeah, disappeared okay. completely, disappeared. just off the face of the Earth.
1: Okay, well, uh, but if- they
0: left the artifacts which demonstrate their belief in this dark world, yeah, okay, which later of- on people find, including like these when- de- de- gas station workers who find it. Yeah. Now, Lord Hudgens, sorry, Lionel Hudgens. Okay. Um is this guy who runs a bureau called Bureau was, 713 who is now they they are needed was, they are needed to, in order to try and investigate <laughs> the Abkhani and find out like where they hid these artifacts okay now but when was, the leader when? of the group Lord Lionel Hudgens <laughs> Lionel Hudgens <laughs> uh, experimented on orphans in order to try and create a create a sort of man beast bridge A sort of connection between the two. But he sort of started doing his experiments in a gold mine.
1: As the film started.
0: In a gold mine. But then, as a result, some of those orphans sort of disappeared and were sent back into the world as a sort of ghost walker. Careful! Then the film begins. With that scene that we just mentioned of the orphans being taken out of the orphanage by a sinister fellow. Yes. Um, One of the boys runs away to a power plant where... Uh, sorry, a power-like junction box thing that's kept near the orphanage. Sure. And is electrocuted. How hard? Not hard enough to not turn him into Christian Bale. Christian Bale? Yep. Not hard enough to not turn him into Christian Slater.
1: You have to go through the Christian Bale stage to become Christian Slater.
0: <laughs> he, he pupated into Christian Bale and Chrysalis then eventually... Bale. <laughs> Chrysalis Bale. And
1: then <laughs> it's a shitty period that nobody likes. But to become Christian Slater, you have to do you have yes. to become Christian Bale and then eat the moonstone. You become Christian Ba pupa. Yeah.
0: And then you're out in the world in your beautiful sort of <laughs> Slater form. Slater form. And beautiful Slater form, uh, Slater fly yeah. is on an airplane. From mm-hmm. A young boy who he shroom- he traumatizes for no reason. Um, he gets off the plane, gets on a taxi, on a taxi, climbs yeah. onto it, <laughs> gets
1: right on top of it. <laughs> He's like Spider Man. Do you want to get in the taxi, mate? No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good up my... here. <laughs> okay. That's the standard of Slater impression you guys can expect throughout <laughs> this fiasco. This is an hour long special, <laughs> everyone.
0: You don't have to believe me. My name is Edward Carnby, and I'm here to protect you from the things you don't.
1: Believe. <laughs> when when um when when he is doing that, he is also explaining in another voiceover. Hmm. Should be said that the voiceover at the beginning of the film was not Christian Slater. No, it was some guy. It was um was it a German guy? I don't think so. No, think it, was it was just Uwe Ball sort of whispering into the microphone. <laughs> and then
0: then the orphans are going into the gold mine.
1: <laughs> no, I no, I think you're right. I think it was just. Like, typical English voiceover guy? Yeah, in-
0: English voiceover guy.
1: Yes. Um, Probably
0: not Lionel Hudgens, who would have some sort of vested interest in portraying the events and his sort of angle. Flavour, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the stupid, terrible orphans, who you... um, are no worth to anyone, got led <laughs> by the brilliant and also quite handsome Professor <laughs> down
1: to the uh, luxury gold
0: mine where they could have a great
1: time. <laughs> Finally managed to find a use for the useless orphans. Useless twats. I hate them. So, so much, much. but, but um,
0: yeah he fills in not the gaps because there weren't any gaps but he no. fills in the kerning of the sentences
1: yes it was kind of like having a neurotic friend who doesn't like silence <laughs> what,
0: what are you trying to say i learned the truth a long time ago when i was 10 i lost my memory gone erased I know something bad happened. So anyway, he's in the he's in the taxi. <laughs> yeah, um, explaining to the taxi driver that he worked he, exactly he worked what private, he does. He's a private investigator who specialises in the paranormal. Yeah, and the taxi driver's response is,
1: <laughs> he
0: what." <laughs> No, it's not. It's oh, really? That's very interesting.
1: It should have been <laughs> you, twat. It his, wasn't. his his response is a, is a wild laugh and Are you fucking kidding me? I think, oh, okay. I think is the line.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought he actually. I seem to remember he goes along with it because the next thing that happens is, hey, that taxi driver, that that car behind us is kind of following us, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to lose him.
1: Wouldn't mind." Which was a good line. I quite like that. I like that line. Um, And yes, which is why I was surprised that the taxi driver was just so suddenly into it. Yeah. I was like, like, you fucking idiot, believing in ghosts. We're being followed. Oh, shit. Well, that's different. I mean, that's something you can see. I guess. Paranormal. I've got to see it to believe it. With my own two eyes. With my own three eyes. He was a weird taxi driver. He was a very weird taxi driver. And he's like, look, there's that taxi. And he's like, fuck. They don't lose him. Instead, um, no. They, in fact, they sort of make themselves found. Yes, by speeding up, um, forcing it into a sort of
0: thing, and then the taxi sort of rams into the current taxi. Yeah. Christian um, Slater bravely abandons the taxi driver to his own situation and yep. runs off. Fight scene in- ensues. A chase scene ensues. It's a very prolonged action mm-hmm. sequence.
1: Bullets don't stop him, and yep. uh, he continues his steady march towards the Slater.
0: Absolutely. It's only when the Slater does a flip. Yes. Um, which sends Batman. Um, onto a pike which severs his spinal column Mm. that he is um bested yeah he is allowed to die today cut to uh professor tara reed yes she's uh yeah she's an archaeologist right she's an archaeologist yeah working in a museum taking delivery of some stuff yeah (laughs) the guy delivering it is like oh what's this and Taraid goes, oh, and then the security guard goes, Um that's just uh and push us out of the way. That's <laughs> yeah. Abkhani artifacts. The Abkhani were a civilization existing several thousand years oh wait, we already know this from the voice call. That's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. That probably won't happen again. Cool. Um but the yeah, Rob did uh Rob the security guard was basically <laughs> Rob the Oracle, wasn't he? He 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 knew everything about everyone.
0: <laughs> hey yeah, uh, well I don't want to talk about it. Is that because your boyfriend left you so many years ago and hasn't been seen since and is played by Christian Slater?
1: Yes. Like Taroid actually <laughs> <And> he... <laughs> looks at him as yeah. if Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to the singularity I go.
0: <laughs> uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, on a boat with Mr. Lionel Hudgens, who yes. has grown up to look rather charmingly like um, current Labour leader and Prime Ministerial hopeful Jeremy Corbyn, Jeremy Corbyn then hikes up this um, massive vault full of something.
1: Yes, a solid gold vault.
0: Yes, it turns out to be solid gold, which is a detail he didn't share with his pirate, piratus yeah. um crew yes. who then lock him in a room open the vault in order to find out i mean if the container is made of gold what's in it must be even more valuable yes turns yeah. out it's a bit of an evil inside yeah uh, that successfully Which... does them all away yeah um, he emerges, Jeremy Corbyn emerges yep. from below deck and finds a piece of that key from the beginning that's going to open the door to the other world.
1: Yes, the artifact that everybody's yeah. looking for.
0: Which ha- which handily we know exactly what it is because of the opening rule. We wouldn't want any sense of mystery or like confusion. No. Meanwhile, Christian Slater's found another bit of that key mm-hmm. and goes to check out his old girlfriend in order to, um, find out what it is because yes, she, she knows it. all about Abkhani yeah. or well, at the very least you could, he could check with Rob well you, to get to Rob you have to get
1: to Tara oh, Reid first
0: to, a bit of FaceTime with Tara Reade yeah. it's like hey yeah it's great yeah,
1: to see you it's Rob, it's Rob around like, yeah you see Rob and, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know Christian Slater I'm not Rob <laughs> I can't answer these questions <laughs> this is why our relationship fell apart luckily Rob was in the room I think <laughs> yeah he was just there already <laughs> oh you guys haven't seen each other in many
0: years probably because of that time that Slater ran away due to issues that we never
1: find out about. Mm, but of course he is an orphan so that's probably something that will come in handy later yes he was he was a he was a right (laughs) orphan um ghosties attack right yes
0: um and they disrupt all the electricity in the area they survive this attack by shooting some guns or do they just run I think they just run Um, ooh I think they just run at this okay but Paul are you sitting down um
1: I don't know am I I don't know, fuck. What can you see? Yeah, but like, I don't know how you work. We're just not going to go with it, I think, cross fingers and see how that Yeah, I would be higher feels. if not. Rob dies. Ah. Oh. He gets that beautiful brain that's just
0: full of all the information you'd ever want squashed out of his head.
1: Oh, Rob. I know. Sweet Rob.
0: Sweet, beautiful, perfect Rob.
1: Where did all that information go? It's lost, like,
0: Tears in the rain.
1: Jimmy Wales, the founder of Wikipedia, came along, <laughs> put it all in a hat, and <laughs> scarped it into the night.
0: Rob was the beginning of Wikipedia. And, and he threw
1: it on the internet. And
0: some say there's just a little bit of Rob in the wiki. <sighs> Lost in the data pages. So, next. Uh, well, um, Department 713 shows up. Department 713. Uh, Bureau 713, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, you may remember them from the opening text call yes Uh, they show up their job is to uh well you fucking know they show up (laughs) uh led by stevendorf yes dorf um and says basically to slater you you quit the job several years ago because you thought you weren't getting answers so Mm. you shouldn't be here anymore guy yeah and he's like you used to be i used to be your mentor now you've got my job so yeah i don't like you
1: he says a lot of cop things, yeah, doesn't, doesn't he? he? Like, I want everybody surrounding the perimeter. <laughs> da is going to have my ass on this yeah, one. You're a wild card, can't be, <laughs> And a loose cannon. <laughs> I put a bottle up my anus and it won't come out. Everyone just goes really quiet around <laughs> him. <laughs> I, I mean, DA... Uh, loose camp... Shut up! <laughs> you're mavericks! <laughs> I wow. want all of your weapons, all of your badges. <laughs> it then turns out that that you know what that bloody Salata did what that he he stole his id oh i tell you what he's got some good slate of hand isn't he yeah. oh, fuck
0: fuck you mm. jesus end of podcast fuck yeah so he he uses that um <laughs> i'm not going to get over it that card to get into um... <laughs> That's the moment that's going to stick with me long yeah. into death. So he uses the card to break into the lab yes. and talk to the still sympathetic Doctor Man. Doctor Fisher, the pathologist. Ooh, look at you if you're remembering things about people. Paid attention you're like, briefly. Rob. Bob. <laughs> The scientist tells him, oh, well, all the torphins basically have uh, little weird... uh,
1: Basically. All they have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Oh, basically. It's just this um... (laughs) demonic leech thing on your spinal column. You've got one too, mate. Yeah. It's just that when you electrocuted it, it died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, scientist. Bye. Off off he goes. Anyway, he (laughs) goes back to his apartment. Taro Reed shows up for a bit of a love scene. Yeah. Set to the best piece of music ever produced in the
1: 90s. Nana Sherry's. Damning with faint praise if ever there was anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then monsters attack!
1: No. Yeah.
0: They have a very confusing shootout with them in which at some point during the shootout some SWAT guys arrive. Yes,
1: it's a very baffling it's a very baffling shootout. <laughs> Apropos of very little well, in the in the monsters dark.
0: arrive, which is a fairly good segue into
1: shooting things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd agree if it was just a love scene followed by shooting things. Well, I mean, be... it's odd kind kind of was. <laughs> um they had to I guess the monsters had to wait for the lights to go out and sex is when that happens. Uh...
0: Don't be insane.
1: Don't open that door. I think that might have been actually the mo- the moment where I asked you to check the time on the film. Yes. Because that, I wanted to mark the point where I started to really lose interest. <laughs>
0: Which, to be fair, was late on. 50 minutes? Yeah, that's not bad for no. like one percenter. The, the worst, you know, one of the worst films ever made, according to everyone. Yeah, not not too bad, I suppose, yeah. in in that respect. So the one good thing
1: about Alone in the Dark <laughs> was the first 50 minutes. Yeah. That's pretty good going. Yeah. So Um, after that, Stephen Dorff. Yes, he's there now. um, He's there and he um, is like, oh, we're on the same side now. (laughs) I trust you implicitly and we'll even follow your
0: orders. So now we've got Christian Salata Mm -hmm. and Stephen Dorff combined together. Yes. And they're going to go check out a gold mine.
1: Yes, they are. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Dorff, Dorff,
0: Salata Uh and Raid. Yeah go down with some special forces mm-hmm. special forces i just want to tell you all you're the real special forces <laughs> <laughs> they go down to the um i don't know the mine meanwhile Somewhere. the mine gets attacked for, by these evil monsters that were still in the world from when the apani yeah. opened it in the opening text crawl if you can remember yeah. <laughs> that they um yeah, it's a big gunfight i yeah. guess a whole bunch of people get killed yeah um, oh, by
1: the way, oh Professor Hudgens is evil. What? No, it's revealed halfway through the film. I thought he did good experiments on orphans. No, cause, oh oh no no wait sorry that was covered in the um voiceover at the beginning of the film wasn't it? He was evil. Oh yeah, though, he was. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, he's in the cave. They yeah. arrive
0: and he's like, "You don't understand my experiments." And Slater's like, "Man," eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Doyle's like, "Yeah, fuck you, fucker, fucking fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck." Hey, Stephen,
1: that's not a nice way to speak to an old man. <laughs> hey, fuck you, fucking fuck.
0: <laughs> I do whatever the fuck
1: I like. I want to ask her.
0: Uh, the professor's like, I don't know what any of this is. Yeah. I'm going to open a doorway to hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Stefan de throws a knife in his chest.
0: Yeah, but too late. Because he's already put the key in the lock. And the door opens. Uh, now Pandora's be- door. Pandora's door. Pandora's. Pandora's. Pan's door. Pandora's. Pandora's? Full stop. Yes. Exclamation mark. Yeah. Question mark. Quotation marks. Gosh. Um... <laughs> Hashtag to continue. What is going on? <laughs> so they they go through, and I guess there's a scary dimension in there that we can't see because it's all dark.
1: I th- uh, yeah, I, th- I think Uwe Boll was leaving a lot to the imagination. He <laughs> he he works very much in the uh, the realm of dreams and what could be's.
0: Yes, he definitely does.
1: That's what I got from
0: Far Cry. <laughs> Um, they leave mm. uh they leave an explosive device. they get to a door, but it turns out the explosive device is very good, or at least the aliens are disrupting the signal, consequently, Stephen Dudorff, yes, has to go back yeah. set it off manually yes, he create he performs the ultimate
1: Dorfice yes by if by Dorfice <laughs> you mean setting a 5 second timer on the bomb when he couldn't possibly get away from the blast in that in that space of time yeah. throwing it 3 feet in front of him and then jogging away oh, so away horrible. from an explosion that so travels horrible. at the speed explosions often travel
0: <laughs> speed of explosions <laughs> times the speed of explosions squared
1: yeah it's it's a very well known universal uh, measure of speed it's, it's light sound cheetahs explosions <laughs>
0: Are cheaters quicker than explosions?
1: Yes. Oh, wow. Cheetahs are quicker than explosions. It's all down in Stephen Hawking's book, um, The Real Civilization. But Bruce Willis is slightly quicker than explosions, usually. Is he slower than cheetahs? Now, this this is where it gets interesting. Right. Because if a cheetah is running on his own, on two legs, like a Bruce Willis, <laughs> that's when he is... Like a Bruce Willis. Slower than Bruce Willis, but faster than explosions, but on four legs, which for some reason they didn't test it. <laughs> he didn't As, test that to find yeah. out. <laughs> he's he's I think I'm pretty sure cheaters are the fastest uh force. Right. Um, um, faster than light. Faster than light. Um faster than a light. Faster than light, faster than God. Right. Faster than better love. Better than God? Faster than love. Faster than love, better than God. Right, okay. Is my next concept album. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Stephen Dwarf dies. Yeah, right. He, he he perishes in, in, in the fire. In a, if in only a massive you... blur of Bruce Willis and Jesus, he dies. If, if only you were Bruce Willis. If only. If only or you were a cheater. cheater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Cheater. All all the
0: army guys died. Some yeah. of whom we kind of cared about, but not yeah. really. Salata and Reed. Yeah. Make it to surface level, and find the city is empty. Mm-hmm. A subtitle tells us that the um, entire city has been evacuated yeah. A voiceover tells us that the they have disappeared like the Abkhani did So the, yes. there is now a titanic conflict between the on-screen text explaining yes. things And the voiceover narration explaining things um, In any case, it's not given time to fully play out Because the whole narrative collapses inwards on
1: Slater And he dies in a massive blur of logic
0: the end.
1: Yes. And what plays over the end credits? Oh, uh, if I had an angel by Nightwish. Jolly good. Yeah, <laughs> which is a good, which is a good song. Sure is. And uh, here it is in this film. <laughs> Whoops. Now I would like to think that the ending of the film um, was intentional from from Uwe Ball, because <laughs> I don't want him to challenge me to a boxing match. <laughs> I'd rather not. No. Um, that that was confusing. Was the rest of the film? Any better.
0: So this... uh, It's interesting. I've seen a few of Abel films. This is your first. This is my first. So his style, and I think the things that people criticize him for, is an incomprehensible story. There's a lot of story here. It's delivered clumsily.
1: Yes. Um, they were going for that the video game thing of being able to cover an awful lot of story in just two hours. Yeah,
0: cutscenes. Yeah. That's the awkward thing about video games is that once you take out the bit where you just find a document and read it and it explains everything, once you cut that out for not being cinematic. Although God bless them for putting it in
1: at the beginning. Sure, that was yeah. Very much the equivalent of in Resident Evil finding like a lab report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I did actually find. Um, I've never I've never played any of the Alone in the Darks, but no, no, the. There was a lot of static camera work, which reminded me of the the, the early Resident Evil games, yeah, um, and of in in Cold Blood. I don't know if you ever played that game. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. it was an in- interesting one, similar sort of um, aesthetic, yeah, to that. I mean, there was some Silent Hill qualities to stuff like the abandoned city and yeah. some of the monsters. Kind of felt like again, we were watching old nineties style FMVs. Mm. That were, you know, live action in between, in between sort of episodes of gameplay. Of Malcolm McDowell. Talk <laughs> yeah, stuff. He, he was free again. <laughs> so they had impact. God damn it, I need a perimeter. <laughs> um, so yes, there's
0: that quality. I mean, in House of the Dead, Bowl included footage from the game, which he would intercut with his own footage. Oh, which, a, considering it's House of the Dead, did not blend very well. What, you mean the arcade light gun game? Yes. I see. Every so often there'd be a few frames of just that. So he he demonstrated an alarming amount of restraint in this one. Okay. Um, Yes. uh, So you've got that. You've got terribly filmed action
1: sequences for the most part. (sighs) Yeah. I liked the first one. I like the first one it was a little slow at times' this taxi driver yeah and I don't mean slow paced I mean that the the literal action yeah seemed slower than it needed to be to be real life um, yeah. somebody threw a punch or got flipped it was all done in a kind of now <laughs> let's not hurt each other when we, when we're doing this okay because we can't afford stunt men <laughs> way
0: <laughs> nor can we afford to cut to sort of make this a bit quicker no but for the most part there were there were squibs there yeah was shot in daylight you could see what was happening yeah some good stunts there was threat? Some wire work? Yeah. All we knew about Slater was that he'd had a couple of lines that we liked. A so fancy flip kick. Fancy flip kick. Yeah. Um some bullet speed action.
1: Yeah. Which Which was okay, you know. It, it established that Christian Slater was was an excellent shot. It reminded me that that little moment of um the bullet's
0: time reminded me of like that thing in the early noughties where suddenly we could do all this stuff with mm. CGI and nobody knew what to do with it and so consequently there was some very contrived stuff like the matrix has this technology where it's like hey we can slow down time using this thing and like put in cg elements and make like a fully panoramic view of things how should we use it trinity could jump into the air and then we'll freeze and just pan all the way around her and people are like "Yes, yes that's brilliant and nobody asks what would the impact of that be and why should we do it shut up yeah, but we didn't care
1: back in 1999. <laughs> no, I didn't care. it oh was the god! Best thing
0: ever. It's like, oh my god, we spun around her. Coming now we can see her from the
1: other side. <laughs> 360, Carrie Anne Moss. What? <laughs> no. It's it's kind of like me with with a tenner in my pocket and just lose all sense of control, restraint. Another Lamborghini for fuck's sake, Paul. <laughs> That's right. I bought another loaf of bread. <laughs> Fuck, I'm poor. <laughs> Now, any extra money that Uwe Boll got for the film, he just piled into special effects. Which shows, I think. It, it, the- it does show. Yeah. Um, it, it shows that he used a lot of special effects. <laughs> it doesn't show that 30 extra million dollars... <laughs> well, it wasn't noticeable in the CGI, was it? Not particularly. Um, No. It wasn't too bad until the monsters showed up. The monsters weren't great, no. The monsters were... Didn't feel like they were even made... Intended to be in this original <laughs> film, yeah. There was something, there was something very, what's 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 the word, bowl esque. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess that will be the the the, the best a way to sum up one. why I try and explain. Yeah, <laughs> no, no matter how how shoddy a lot of modern CGI can be, yeah. it always it always looks like it was intended to be in that in that scene, or like mm-hmm. they attempted to like blend it into that scene. Whereas yeah. these ones really felt like it was animated on a white screen, and they like copy and pasted it.
0: Yeah, it, it's very bizarre. Some of the way they captured the performances wasn't against a blue screen; like they filmed the actors against a black screen and then rotoscoped them, which means that you need to cut around the people and animate around them, which is that, not only tremendously time-consuming but it really does look like you've just awkwardly taken a an actor and put them in front of something that's dead. Pritt sticks not it all there. together, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, but it, definitely.
1: Um, that yeah, that's exactly what it was. it, yeah. it, it was a, a really strange way of doing it, and I did wonder if it was stylistic because mm. the way the camera sort of swept from group to group, yeah. Unfortunately, it gave us no sense of um, scale and no sense of place. Yeah. So, so you're just going from like groups of people shooting to mm. other groups of people or things shooting or being hit by, without bullets. knowing where they are in relation to each other. Yeah,
0: there's that clumsiness to it. Yeah, and this is yeah, this is part of Bowl's style is the sort of awkwardness in which things are handled. And yes. There is some, every so often some good sort of shots and things mm. that imply that he does care. With, with Boll, it's tricky. I think most people are aware of the fact that there's some financial trickery that goes on with Uwe Bol. Mm. His name is infamous. Everybody knows it's synonymous with badness. Now, the way he used to get financing for these projects is that he would manipulate German tax law, which would give you massive tax breaks if you invested in film. Mm-hmm. Um. God bless them uh, for various comp- Yeah. God bless yeah. them for that. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. T- t- tragically uh, abused by Hollywood hacks. Yeah. That that that's how they would do it. Is they would get this tremendous amount of money because it was a scam, basically getting rich Germans to invest in their films instead of paying their taxes, and then they could get you know the various um, money that was made by selling the rights to the film, mm. selling distribution rights. Uh, they get that back and basically wouldn't make a loss. It didn't matter if it was good or not. And in fact. Yeah. Because they registered the initial investment as a loss, anything they made back from the production wouldn't be taxed, whereas all of the profit would be taxed. So it's actually in their interest not to make too much profit from these films. Uh, yes, like the
1: producers. Yeah, kind of, yeah, definitely. Which was a great film. <laughs> it was. Luckily, the producers was not manufactured in that <laughs> way. Um, it does sound like it's in cinema's best interest to um, <laughs> not have this um, tax. Like yes, unfortunately, but it's tax kind of like, initiative.
0: There's a lovely idea in it, though. The idea of okay, you've made quite a bit of money. Please pay your taxes so that we can pay for all our social programs. Or, if yeah. you like, make a movie because culture is also an important part of life. Yeah, and put if you're something a wealthy country, yeah, and if you're a wealthy um, state like Germany is. Yeah you can do things like that and also just bail out a country now and then when you want to. Yeah. If you as want, as, you no know, biggie. With, with provisos. MBD.
1: Yeah. Well, of course with provisos. I'm not going you know, to do it out of the kindness of our hearts. You don't want to give them money and see them spend it recklessly like yeah. on, you know, the poor. Well, you, but, you know, um, you're just going to go and spend it on chips and carling anyway. <laughs> poor people. Make me sick. Um, it's, it's all just, all just making like us... back into the country and yeah all... it's just making us all better and film is yeah. part of that and i like that yeah. idea and yeah it's just... but it's not working <laughs> <laughs> stupid
0: idea well i think it's closed now okay um which is an important thing because yeah bowl had this little tenure of, is it closed um, because of bowl it might be closed because of bowl <laughs> um there's every chance that Angela merkel got in saw alone in the dark was just like no tore no, her own face none off of and then, none of this none of this now Never again. So yeah, that's the thing is Bowl's movies sort of were big in 2004, 5, and 6. Yeah. 2007. Hmm. Things seem to have changed. He made a comedy called Postal. They parodied the idea of an excessive American society. It's just the film isn't very good because Bowles doesn't know how to make a film. Yes. But there's the implication that he is now trying. Mm-hmm. And actually watching the behind-the-scenes stuff, either he's a brilliant salesman Or maybe this whole time he was actually
1: trying. He just is rubbish. I mean, how for how long had he been challenging critics to boxing matches? Because that was two thousand seven,
0: and that's why I think he started caring. That's why I think he got defensive. And his response to being upset is to get angry, which is proven by the fact that a few years later. Recently, in fact, he retired from movies. Yeah. Uh the the German tax loop closed. He wasn't able to make movies that way. He turned to the audiences to do crowdfunding for yeah. like um what do you call it, Kickstarter? Um and it all fell through. Um because everyone hates Uve Ball. There's petitions to get him to stop making movies for Christ's sake. And now he's a chef, offering authentic German unpretentious German cuisine in Canada. And he's getting very good reviews for doing it. So like by filmmakers largely, who were like, Yes, well done, thank God,
1: please don't don't come back, please. Um Well it's nice that there's a success story in there for Eve Boll because is if he <laughs> I can't decide whether or not
0: this is like the tragic story of Uwe Boll, the filmmaker who was rubbish and tried, like Ed Wood, or if it's just a cynical fucking piece of shit who abused German tax laws and was really mean to almost
1: everyone involved in the whole thing. Well, I mean, I guess then it's about whether he really was trying or not. Yeah, and which is, t- to be honest, concern. I mean, watching Alone in the Dark, I didn't get the feeling that he wasn't trying.
0: No, there were stunts. It yeah. was wire
1: work. There were things
0: that he had set up and done. He wanted to make his movie with the car Chases and Tara Reid.
1: Yeah. And not the H.P. Lovecraft shit. So <laughs> he's a visionary? But, I mean, has, has, has Uwe Boll always made video game adaptations? Oh, yeah, almost always. Almost so exclusively. He,
0: well, he made a movie called Assault on Wall Street, which I don't think was... Um, oh. oh, and, of course, yeah, sorry, further evidence that he later on actually tried to make movies hmm. is that he made um a movie about the Holocaust and another movie about Darfur. Um, neither yes. of which were exploitative, sort of nasty films, like, you know, the sort of Nazi yeah. exploitation used to get in the 70s. Like yeah. If, um, Ilse, fucking She-Wolf of the SS, yeah. or anything like that, which is what you'd expect. Yeah. Instead, it's, um... No, he made, um, Son of Saul, and, uh, <laughs> Waltz with Bashir. He did. Um, no, he made two very boring, poorly made documentaries. Yeah. That's, but,
1: he, you know, he... Why do that? Those aren't yeah. going to be money-making hits, you know, he... Why? Do you reckon it kind of start? It started as a as a purely like platonic tax um, avoidance uh, money making scheme, and as as it went on, the the like, the odd the couple of Uwe Boll and cinema
0: <laughs> the magic slowly of fell cinema in love, f- crept into his cold, <laughs> dark German heart,
1: <laughs> Just... and they coiled in the darkness and produced something truly Lovecraftian. Finally, <laughs> rampage. That was <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, maybe. Um, it's it's underwhelming
1: I think is the worst movie ever made yeah and it's we shouldn't be fucking surprised the number of worst movies ever made we've watched already yeah. in 29 episodes and found that they're not actually that bad and I feel like people just aren't seeing bad enough films. I kind of feel like people aren't even watching these films, I think. You're just they, getting they, a reputation. They get this reputation, but because it's not the room with Tommy fucking Wazo, Yeah. ...that no, nobody can spare half an an hour and a half to watch it and go, <laughs> oh, it's not actually that bad. Yeah. What? No, I don't want to go and sit in a cinema with the director to, whilst everyone laughs, laughs at him in the dark.
0: Yeah, that sounds
1: unpleasant. Yeah. Any, anyway, sorry, I was getting, getting off on my Tommy Wazo tangent.
0: But it is important here, we are we're talking sympathy for Mr. Bowl. Yeah. Which is a controversial thing to talk about. Yeah. Again, petitions yeah. to get this guy to stop. And he doesn't seem like a very nice man. There are also other people in this movie giving it some heart, giving it some welly. There are um, also other people in this movie. There are. You've got uh, Christian Sutter-Latter. Yeah. He's really good in this, I think.
1: I mean, he's, he's, he's fine. He's a pretty
0: charismatic kind of guy, usually. At his worst... He's just boring because he hasn't been given
1: anything good to do. Chris- Christian Slater is a, is, a, is a decent actor mm. who had to deal with a baffling costume <laughs> of vest and leather trench coat, <laughs> which was just, just just another aspect of this like unbelievable dodecahedron <laughs> that was alone in the dark. Mm. But he had some lines where I went, oh, like you know, he's a human odd, being. Yeah, he's a human being, and I had a sh- like a shiver of empathy for him <laughs> just then. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Tara Reid bimbo?
0: Oh, I didn't find her to be so. I mean, she's pretty dull.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Occasionally, the sort of valley girl accent creeps through.
1: They have kind of used constellations to pinpoint a geographical location, but I don't think they could see her in more than maybe a hundred mile radius.
0: But yeah. you know, I wouldn't have said it was particularly she... uncredible, her, incredible. Incredible <sighs> yeah. her being an a, an archaeologist and Stephen Dorff playing usual asshole, but this time with a heart kind of, oh,
1: yeah. in as much he just abandoned being an asshole partway into it. <laughs> the, the, the other problem is dialogue when it's not it's not scenes between uh, mm. characters, it's just yeah. bits of dialogue that a, a cop would say, or dialogue that the historian has to say, or yeah. dialogue that... That, or,
0: that Rob the security guard has to say. <laughs> yeah, he was
1: he was a shining gem. And, uh, God he was. Yeah, I hope to be uh, joining <laughs> his ascension soon. Yeah. He had the heart, but there was no flair there, there was no, th- no sort of capability that was just gonna help it like get through to me
0: no there wasn't so there may well have been some good intentions in there but ultimately the whole thing was fairly um fairly underwhelming Mm. um especially even (laughs) just leave it in (laughs) shit (laughs) even underwhelming as one of the worst movies ever made
1: so, let's... Um, <laughs> couldn't even be the worst movie ever made. Couldn't even be the worst movie ever made. And so it, it just wasn't the worst movie no, ever made. Though. It wasn't. was. It's certainly not the the, the the worst film that we've done so far.
0: No, it definitely wasn't. It's not going to make my top five, bottom five, I don't no. think. No, no, not even. So, let's 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 refocus. Let's talk about some good things. Let's okay. quick fire. Okay. Um, I'm very fond of the gore effects. Um, mm. There are quite a few really good ones. Aside from uh, the sort of autopsy on the guy, yeah. on the uh, taxi attacker. Yeah. Which was great, um, with the sort of practical element of the weird squid thing, mm. uh, the weird worm. There was also a really cool, um, see, when, uh, Rob, the beloved security guard is killed, this, <laughs> yeah. the big fake CGI monster grabs his head, but what's great is if you look at his head, it's like you can see the indentations of the thing's, f- uh, fingers as it sort of crushes his skull. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was CGI or a practical effect, but it looked great.
1: I think the that the first action scene hmm. and a couple of others had a lot of campy charm. I th- I think you know in, in a lot of the like the, the special fight moves that they had like flipping people around by the arm and Yeah. I like. I liked, it was like an old school, um, like, Power Rangers-style choreography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had some Matrix qualities to it as yeah, well. Yeah, it was yeah. fun with all the, you know, the cops running around with uniforms <laughs> that weren't really police uniforms that Yeah, I think he'd just found in a school gym somewhere. Um, I liked the unisex um, sort
0: of Bureau 713. Yeah. Um, almost at all levels, the tech support, the uh, army, the SWATs services, yep. you know, the whole Bureau was very sort of mixed in terms of genders and men and women and I, I really approved of that, even though mm-hmm. Bol has this reputation as being, you know, something of a, a misogynist, certainly, but um, yeah, good on him yeah. for having female characters who he wasn't afraid to sort of kill off, the same as the men, yeah. and also... Yeah, I, generally, I kind of liked some of the SWAT people. Like there were occasional moments, like little moments of heroic sacrifice or just um, amiability, that made them a little more human than they needed mm. to be for just you
1: know monster fodder. Yeah, there was a real lack of of like asshole police officers. Yeah, there was no like cocky jock police officer or apart t- from Stephen Dorff. Apart but. from Stephen Dorff, but he, I mean. <laughs> He wasn't even supposed to be in the film. Uh, When the pathologist uh, Fisher, um, somebody came to visit him in his house, and I can't remember who, but um, when he was walking through the kitchen, there was a really tasty looking curry um, that was simmering away. (laughs) Um, I really liked
0: some of the music. Like, over the final sequences where they're wandering around in the city and it's been either evacuated or just emptied by demonic forces, an important distinction... (laughs) I, I Not for this it, film. It wouldn't be satisfactory if Theresa May came on the news and said that I'm afraid Dorchester has <laughs> either been evacuated <laughs> or <laughs> But um Yeah, it's like the really eerie music playing over that sequence. Throughout most of the film, the theme that accompanied any memory of Christian Salata's um childhood was met by a piece of music that was maddeningly familiar. And if you know what it is, please get in touch with the OGT boys, because
1: it is driving one of them literally insane. Guess who? Guess which one. <laughs> in the final final action scene, there was one moment when the camera zooms along to someone in this video game this is all taking place in, on the same set sort of yeah. way. And it stops for long enough for a monster to appear, grab a soldier and throw him away, and that looked quite mm. cool. And again, it looked like, it looked like a music video slash video game, but mm. for, on that occasion... It worked.
0: Yeah. I did actually like the taxi driver. Hmm. You know, for all his sort of discrediting of um, Christian Slater's ridiculous line of work. I He seemed like a real person. He seemed like a nice guy.
1: He did. He's very natural. Yeah. It's a hmm.
0: shame that he sort of got just car crashed out of the movie.
1: Yeah. He didn't necessarily die. He just kind of ceased to exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't watching him anymore. Therefore. Therefore, he is nothing. He was unborn. <laughs> Well done on getting an empty city, or at least part of an empty oh, yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, they um, closed that shit off. Yeah. Whatever city that was. Yeah. Vancouver. <laughs> probably probably. <laughs> um it did it did feel like every indoor location was the same set. Yeah. sure. it just been, had some his stuff bed- moved around. His
0: massive bedroom. <laughs>
1: yes, which yeah, which was a warehouse. <laughs> but um yeah. yeah. The
0: emptiness to the film was also one of the good things about it. <laughs> Let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. So I'm reaching into the past a little bit for my one. Um, this I'm going to recommend what came to mind because of all the sort of um, sort of darkness and the idea of a Lovecraftian horror and sort of also bad acting and cheesy gore effects is um, a Lucio Fulci movie. Um Hooray. Lucio Fulci fantastic. I'm very fond of him. And in addition to um, the incredibly complicatedly titled Zombie Two also known as Zombie Flesh Eaters, mm-hmm. also known as Zombie, also known as woo-doo. Um In addition to that brilliant piece of um, zombie cinema, he also directed the Gates of Hell trilogy, which is very reminiscent of this. And you've got um, City of the Living Dead, The Beyond, and The House by the Cemetery. Um, all three of which are really great, but I'm very fond of The Beyond, mm-hmm. um, which is a story about, yeah, a hotel which has been built on a gate to hell, <laughs> and mm-hmm. consequently... um, the people inside of it keep having these really weird bizarre and incredibly violent deaths happening to them um, and it's all glorious sort of 80s plastic factory style gore effects where people huh. turn into rubber before they're torn apart by like vicious spiders or <laughs> whatever's going on it's a fantastic piece of sort of 80s camp italian horror mm. hmm. and it ends with a brilliant um sort of look into hell and it's one of the more vivid it's one of the most vivid depictions of hell I've seen outside of a Japanese movie. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, The Beyond. It's a great sort of horror movie that sort of hints at the darkness that Alone in the
1: Dark lacked. Or had a different kind of darkness. <laughs> Li- Actual, of literal, literal darkness. darkness. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, I'm going to go kind of mainstream with this one and and uh, kind of at uh, the same time as Alone in the Dark, though. Uh, Hellboy. Hey, uh, directed by Guillermo Guillermo del Toro, G-L-M. and um, starring Ron Perlman, mm. uh, Doug Jones, Selma Blair, John, John Hurt, Hurt. Yep. rest in peace. Yep, there's a there's a supernatural branch of the the, the, the government investigating yep. paranormal incidents. Uh, Ron Perlman plays a demon raised from inf- infancy after being conjured by and rescued from the Nazis. Yep, and it's 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 way cooler than Alone in the Dark. It's mm. way funnier. The performances are better. The dialogue yeah. is better. Yeah, the the, the, the story is uh, is done better. Oh yeah. Um, the the effects are much much better. You've oh, got incredible. Doug, I mean, you have got to Del Toro, Doug Jones, um, mm. playing Abe. Yeah, is it um, Abe Sapien? Abe Sapien, among you know other things, and you know the work that he's done in in Pan's Labyrinth and yeah, and every everything like that is just incredible. Yeah, just and, the way know, he
0: designs a world, his yeah. production design is beautiful. Yeah,
1: if, if you can take a bite out of it, it's mm. just it's a lot tastier than <laughs> than Alone in the Dark. Yeah, kind of turned out to be a bit of an unpalatable mess. Yeah, like just slop on a plate, unfortunately. <laughs> Hell, Hellboy was just way way more enjoyable and better in mm. every way. It definitely was. Um. If you haven't seen it for some reason,
0: then check it, check out. it out. Check it, if... it out
1: before they reboot it. Oh, mm. starring Will Smith as <laughs> Hellboy. <laughs> um, and if you have seen Hellboy, then watch uh, Pan's Labyrinth. And if you have, and if you've seen Pan's Labyrinth, then watch The Devil's Backbone. Is another with del Toro. And you've seen The Devil's Backbone? Well, well done, you. Yeah, aren't w- you, you a list- del Toro fan? You
0: listening to us for? <laughs> go off. Yeah, why not? Good stuff. That was the one better thing. The one better thing. Now before we round off and something i'd like to say uh this week um, george a. Ramiro died uh george a Ramiro was a director of horror movies um pretty much throughout his career starting in nineteen sixty eight with um night of the living Dead going all the way up to sort of more recent efforts now george a- we don't usually do this we don't usually have a sort of in memorandum section of our show but George're going a- to from now on we're going to from now on George a Ramiro was huge for me as a teenager he, he the way he defined and created. The zombie movie is just—it's um, immeasurably impactful. It's—it's it's so rare for sort of one person to have created something, for one film to become so emblematic of a genre. And zombie movies—it all comes back to *Night of the Living Dead*. Uh, *Dawn of the Liv- Dawn of the Dead*, sorry, is one of my favorite movies of all time. The whole trilogy, the Dead trilogy, um, is just so great, and it's so. Each one sort of parodies their time: sort of um, fear of communism in the original one, fear of commercialism in the seventies, and fear of sort of eighties military um, style rhetoric in the eight, in the um, third one, uh, Day of the Dead. Just um, always topical, always engaging, and just wonderful gore effects, wonderful eye for that sort of thing. Martin is an underseen gem of his um, about a boy who's convinced that he's a vampire. And lives his life accordingly. It's um, never implicitly said, though, that stated whether or not he is. Yeah. Um. Creepshow he made, which is a great one of the best Stephen King adaptations, I think. In as much as he, it's still obviously a Stephen King adaptation, it wasn't improved by a genius of the craft. It was just <laughs> made for what it was, and it's blissfully camp, very frightening, mm. um, but also just a lot of fun. So, Creepshow, the Dead trilogy, Martin go check these movies out
1: because they're really worth they're really worth looking into and it's yeah a cool. hell of a legacy cool mm. beautifully said thank you and rest in peace Chester Bennington you helped a lot of people okay okay so so thanks very much everyone um, we are on uh, Twitter and Facebook at Pod. we are now on YouTube uh, and we are now on Stitcher! What? So, there are so many formats. Oh, more there's f- no excuse for not having heard what you just heard. No, there are many formats for each of the holes in your face now, so <laughs> get one in one of them, another in another, one up the other. Get us on Taste Division. Yep. Yeah, um... It's the worst thing that ever was made. <laughs> you can just taste the pools and the UV Ball. I hate it. You'll hate it yeah. too. Check it out. Soon to be coming on Feelscape. Um, and if you want to get in touch well we just gave her all these things but there's also but there's also Gmail if you uh, can if you do know the name to the elusive uh, piece of music that Paul was getting at earlier then please get in touch on one of these formats Um, also please stick around after the music after the disco is that what this is yeah okay because we have an ad for the lovely people over at Cinema Bushido lovely have a listen to that and check out their podcast yeah please do. Check out ours first. Yeah, then there's. If you have time between us, yeah. check out Cinema Bushido. Yeah, and if you have to take the advice after listening to us telling you on our episode to check out us first, then probably listen to the podcast in a better order. Yeah. yeah. Figure, figure things out. Beginning Just first.
0: Stop being time. such a backwards man. Yeah, We'll be back next week with a special 30th episode Defense Of episode, mm-hmm. so be sure to tune in for that. Meanwhile, I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And the one good thing about Alone in the Dark were the creepy moments where our main characters actually found themselves alone in the dark. Oh, no, wait. No one was ever alone in the dark in this movie. You... Oh!
1: Welcome to Cinema Bushido, a bi weekly movie show
0: taking on badass action cinema. Samurai. Robots.
1: that are alive, you are coming with me. Kung Fu. Swords. You faggot Nash. Why, Garfield?
0: You're cruising for a piece of ass. And guns. Lots of guns. You can find us everywhere you go to find podcasts. And be sure
1: to check out cinemabushido.com